Welcome back, everybody, to We Talk Film. I am your host, as always, Barry, joined, as always, by Clayton. How are you doing, Hello, Clayton? Hello, Barry. I am doing great. And do you want to know why I'm doing great, Barry? Why are you doing so great today? Because we're doing another episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at us go again to episode number oh. 41 now. We're in the 40s. Ugh. I can't That's even a lot count of episodes. that high. Jesus uh, Christ. Get me a drink and then maybe I can. <laughs> oh, I feel like, yeah, that might be the other way around, but I don't know, Barry. Yep. You're you're a unique individual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty strange. I'm pretty wacky. But on today's yeah. episode, unfortunately, we have no news. Nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened whatsoever. Just absolutely nothing. If you hear about no. something, it didn't happen. It's all false. <laughs> It was all made up. We're all living all made in up. a simulation. And do you want to know why we're living in a simulation, Barry? Why are we living in a simulation? That's a segue to probably one of the movies we'll be talking about today. Because today we're talking about the best films of the 1990s. We've nearly made it through yeah. our list of decades. Getting like, there. What? We're getting there. <laughs> Two more to go. Maybe three. Two if more we to get go, there. yeah. <laughs> if we take our time. We'll see how we go. <laughs> take our time. Do like 2020s. It's like... Yeah, okay. So what, we're doing this podcast in 2030? Damn. Jesus. Oh, God, no. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. We'll come back Uh, and do a reunion episode. (laughs) I'll I'll do that, but I'm not continuing this. I'll just be a skeleton. Seven years. Yeah, you'll be dead. We'll all be old. Yeah, you will. (laughs) We'll be getting our guests on at the nursery home. (laughs) <laughs> today we've got tyson uh, <laughs> what? hey, what's going on why am i here oh man that'll be great yeah we're doing That'd 90s films do you remember what happened yes. in the 90s barry oh i remember everything that happened in the 90s clayton because i obviously was there i was around you yeah. know this makes me I feel didn't. like an old man because i actually was no. around in the 90s <laughs> i did not see the 90s i will say i was yeah. born th- is too late. Can I actually remember the 90s? No, but I was there. <laughs> you were there. Things happened. Uh, a bunch Things of happened. movies came a out. A bunch of really good movies came out. Too so many good what movies. we obviously do here every single decade, how we select them, how we do them, we basically do them as a draft pick. So we basically try and match one another out, Who see who has the better list. Clayton keeps track of what we say because I cannot keep track of our lists whatsoever. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll see who the better man wins after the list oh, man. is done. We'll we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll go see what happens. Um, All right. So what's the guitar pick for, this time? The same <laughs> the, the one. Destined, the same it, one. It sits next to my cupboard, and I always forget to get like a coin or something, so it gets used. Unless you want me to flip <laughs> this piece of cardboard instead. <laughs> we'll swap it out for a piece of cardboard today. Do you Man, want we're getting the crappy side of the cardboard or the, the cleaner side of the cardboard? I'll take the crappy side of the cardboard. All right. It was the crappy side of the card. It didn't flip. It just landed on the crappy side. So. <laughs> you win. You get to decide. All if you right. I'm going to go first this time because I think last time you went first. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll change it up a bit. So, yes, we're okay. talking about 90s films, a whole decade of amazing films that actually I can 
say I probably like a lot of the 90s films that we'll say on this list are movies that I've watched like more than 20 times just because yeah. like that's what I grew up the most as a kid and everything like yep. that um, a lot more because it was like still kind of recent for me and stuff like that. Um, yep. So yeah, no, but the first film that I am going to get onto my list before you snatch it away from me is a film that came out in the dawn of the decade of 1990, a little film called Goodfellas. Oh, <laughs> oh, great movie. I'm taking that one out straight away. But yes, what a phenomenal film done by, obviously, Martin Scorsese and yeah. Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, a whole bunch of other people that have been in all mob yeah, films literally. throughout the century. And it's probably still the greatest gangster film ever made. Like, oh, it is 100%. phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it is. Every now and again, I'll go back and film. watch it. And it's just like, damn. Like, no, nothing comes close to this, not even close. No, it's on another level. It's Scorsese's best. It's like Ray Liotta's best. It's probably Joe Pesci's best, apart from, I don't know, Home Alone. Like, and he did movie, that in the same year. <laughs> exactly. Like, this movie here <laughs> is insane. It is, yeah, it's the best gangster film ever made. Um, it's, I mean, what else can you say about it that hasn't been said other than it's the greatest gangster film ever made? If you haven't seen Goodfellas... And you like gangster Go watch movies. Goodfellas. You obviously don't like gangster movies because you haven't seen Goodfellas, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's awesome. It's also got a really great soundtrack. Um, oh, yeah. Incredible film. I'm just, I'm looking yep. at the cover for things to You're say. You're looking at the cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, yeah, that it's absolutely like this. It's, it's a masterclass of all films. It's definitely my favorite Scorsese film of all time. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. For sure. And it was just like, peak performance by everyone in it just the actual story you follow behind it all is like what you think a mob gangster thing would be like about yeah. and everything like that uh the only one like yeah. I, other movie i put this on par with is um godfather um probably yeah, part two i feel like i feel one. like they're very different films though. yeah well Even that's the thing they're different they're types gangster of gangster films i like in them a way both like, for different reasons yeah, yeah. Because Godfather's like earlier gangster, this is much more recent. Like, well, it yeah. is like eighties or something. I think eighty five. It's set in it's the setting. year. Oh, he's, I think it's set in the year because, like, he has like a cell phone. I'm pretty sure it's oh, okay. set when it's set, or at least if not just before, because it is based yeah, on yeah. a true story. Um, and then of course, Godfather is a bit more fairy tale with its aspects and telling of the mob, whereas Goodfellas, yes. yeah, pretty goddamn realistic. I mean, it is based on a true story with some real accounts from people. But it's, you know, it's also, of course, it's exaggerated and dramat dramatized. In yeah, its own way. yeah, as they but always it, are. It's so good and it's great. It is great. And, yeah. It's phenomenal. Go watch it. Go, Go watch, watch it me. right now. Actually, pause right the podcast. Now. Go watch Goodfellas. There is come a, back and then listen to the there rest is of the a helicopter following you around and it's waiting for you to watch this film. It is, it is there. Don't believe me. Go outside. You'll see it. You'll see it right now. Martin Scorsese is looking around. at you. He's following he's, you around. He's in, the, he's in the helicopter. He is the helicopter. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All oh, right, Clayton, boy. what is going to be your uh, number one pick for tonight? Okay. Number one pick, and this was a really hard list to put together. I have a list of about 40 films from the 90s that I Damn. put down, and I want to pick because they're all really good. But there's a couple of quintessential films that you kind of have to grab straight away. Goodfellas is one of them. And probably the other biggest one is uh, a little film from 1994, uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. 
starring John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman. It's called Pulp Fiction. It's like one of the most iconic films of all time. It just Oh, it most certainly is. Ever. You know, people aged like four to 400 know this film. You know, <laughs> it's insanely yeah. well praised. Uh, and it's insanely yep. worth it because it is a great movie. It is some of the best dialogue ever written in a film. It's got a, oh, yeah. an, an, another great soundtrack, as all of the Tarantinos do. There were fucking other ones that I wanted to put on this list that are on my list, but I probably won't pick because I'll stick to the one per filmmaker because I'm classy like that. But yeah, no, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it, there's a reason put it. people put it as their favorite film of all time. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it yeah. it is it is a phenomenal film. I think that was the first ever um, Tarantino film I watched growing Ooh, up. I watched Reservoir so. Dogs first, and I think personally, just I prefer Reservoir Dogs. But Pulp Fiction is the better movie. It is like Pulp Fiction is probably oh, yeah. the best movie from the nineties, in my opinion. Yep. Um, even though they're films that I yeah, prefer, no, this is a, the it's better. It's well film. orchestrated. <laughs> such an amazing cast. Like I'm oh, pretty sure so this is what put. Like Samuel L. Jackson from just yep. being a background character to being like one of the main mans in Hollywood. Yeah. It's John Travolta's um, was, was best performance. Yeah. Yep, Uma yep. Thurman, it's probably my favorite one of yep. hers as well. Yes. Uh, I yep. prefer it. Kill Bill as well. But and like Bruce Willis is like he's also That's great. That's right. This. Yeah, he's also great. He was also Dead's in dead, that. Baby. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's such a great movie. And every single second of it is spent just in in Filled with enjoyment and entertainment. I don't think there's a wasted moment in this film. Uh, oh, so, no, yeah. definitely not. Definitely not. That's my number okay. one. Okay. That's your number one. That's that's a very good number one. Uh, yeah, All right. So now, we, now we get into the middle ground territory. Yeah. The ones where we can kind of get crazy with it all. and see I'm what we got out You're going to get wacky? Okay. I might get a little bit wacky. Um, okay. going back to 1998. Wow, what an amazing year! A very important person was was made in that year. Um, uh, yeah, going to 1998. Actually, done by a uh, Australian filmmaker. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Truman Show. Yes, Peter Weir. Yes, Peter Weir. That's mm. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually watched this again the other day. This is one of those films where I will go back and watch. It's good. Like, once every couple of months. <laughs> it is phenomenal. I think this is my favorite Jim Carrey film he's ever done, personally. And yeah. just the actual story right. to it all. Because this is the thing, this is late 90s. So this is just before the cusp of um the wide world web and like all social media yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's kind of weird to like watch this movie and then realize, oh, wait a minute, all this stuff's kind of happening now. What they basically do in this movie. It and then I was actually watching up like so a behind good. the scenes of it all as well the oh, other day yeah, on yeah. how they set up that the cinematographer um yep. they had for it. He was going like, yeah, so basically like how he wants to position the cameras was like if you were hiding cameras from Truman. Yeah. That's how it they went about like it. it. They literally And that's the thing, yeah. Every single like shot like feels yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. So it felt so natural and just like nonchalant. It's just kind of weird, oh, like yeah. there was this film made. Back already in the 90s, and then this is like now everyone just does it on their phone and has their webcams yeah. in their rooms. Like, you got all live streamers now that like yeah. just keep constantly filming themselves, and it's just like, whoa, uh, getting meta. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, it's just like it's an absolute wonderful film with a wonderful story, definitely. Yeah, um, 
Jim Carrey's one of his biggest performances. Well, he was a lot in the nineties. That was like his, oh, yeah. his thing. His definitely the nineties. Um, but and you got to see film. like the both contrasts of his acting in this film. You got to see like the real deep dark part where he could go and then be like also crazy and sporadic as like he was in all yeah. of the other films. So yes, the Truman Show be my no, second pick. This is a great movie. This yeah, this is my favorite Jim Carrey performance as well because it's not the wackiness of the mask or like dumb and dumb or something like it's very dramatized and i just i love that when he does that because oh, he yeah. does that really well as well as being the quirky character but not to that extent it, it feels like a real person put in this situation and yeah. i it's also like one of the greatest australian films like you said it was directed by an australian i love yes. seeing that and yep. um and you know good morning and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night because <laughs> my second yep, film yeah is also by an Australian director, uh, Gregor Jordan, starring Heath Ledger, Brian Brown, and Rose Byrne from 1999. It is probably one of my favourite Australian, like full Australian films ever made. It's called Two Hands. And this film... Ah, yes. Put Heath Ledger on the map. This is my favourite Heath Ledger performance because I just, I love this movie so much. I think yeah, I, he's yeah. better in this than he is as the Joker and I'm going to get shot for saying that, but... You I, are going to get shot for saying that. Someone tonight is going to go to your house in Northern <laughs> and <can> shoot you. <laughs> but it is a great film. It is an, it is a classic. It's a cult classic, probably, um, by yep. the all accounts of the word, but it is definitely an Australian classic. It puts a twist on the whole mobster crime story in such a really unique way. And not that many people have seen it despite it being like one no. of the best Australian films. Not even that many Australian people have seen it because you yep. know, it doesn't, yep. doesn't get that much attention. Not many people are talking about this film. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to pick it as my second one, because yep. I think more people need to see this. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause no, like, that's fun. the thing. Like, I totally forgot about it, like, that it was from the 90s and everything like yeah. that. I just totally forgot about the film until you said it. Because that's the thing. I haven't exactly. watched that probably for, like, 15 years, man. <laughs> and it's still really good. It still holds up yep. really well. It holds up even better on, like, subsequent watches, I think. Because it's just nice, good. Nice, <laughs> nice. You just get it. It's nice. It's you just get it's it. Fun. You just get what, yeah. It works. Okay. It works. And that's all you need it to do is it just works. It just works. Yeah, no, you're definitely going to get shot now by people in Australia being like, if that's Heath Ledger's best performance. Duck and cover, Clayton. Duck and cover. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, on to my number three then. There's so many many films from the 90s where I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) there's so many like just hard hitting ones. Okay, I'm going to go one. But that I think um, is definitely one of the best well-written movies uh, that I have very high on my list. And it also has one of the best acting performances by Robin Williams in it. Uh, uh, yes. I am talking about 1997's Goodwill Hunting. Um, obviously, very well-known, written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, starring Real Matt Damon. Yeah, best friends. And this movie is simply wonderful to watch. Every single time I watch this film, I am just in awe of how well 
this was put together. And that's the thing at the end of the day, they were film students and like yeah. somehow they managed to get Robin Williams in their film because he was also from Boston and was like a friend yeah. of their friend or whatever. Like that just so worked cool. out so weird, but it turns out to be one of the best films. Um, I like say like ever made type thing just because of how well written the story is yeah. of uh, Matt Damon's character yeah. and then having Robin Williams performance as like the side character because I'm pretty sure he got Oscar nominated I think as well so. for it I know, yeah because the they, they got one best picture. yeah they got um yeah. well I know for the writing they both got um right. Oscar yeah um and then well, yeah I'm, I'm sure pretty he sure would have been nominated at least oh yeah right. no he yeah. would have had to be um, because yeah, just that one scene where he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And that's the thing. It's meant to be this like kind of surreal scene where, you know, they're having a nice conversation. They're laughing one another's heads off. Cause a lot of his lines as well in this movie, as Robin, every other Robin Williams film improvised. is improvised. Like oh, majority so of it all is improvised and stuff like that. And then like, it has this really emotional scene to it. And you're just like, holy shit. Like every single time I watch it, like it, it gets you in the feels. That's, that's for yeah. sure. Watching that scene. It is a really heartfelt, clever movie, and it's, it's so yeah. well written. Um, the screenplay I'd recommend to anyone just to read from a storytelling perspective, even if you don't really like the film, because I've yep. only seen this once, and I only watched it recently. At the start of this year it was the first time I'd seen it. I'd finally gotten around to watching it, and I was pleasantly surprised because everybody hyped it up, and I was like, come on, how good can it be? And then I watched it. I'm like, you know what? I get it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's, well, that's the really thing. Good. Like, how many websites and stuff like that? It's like always in like the top one hundred, like oh, films yeah. of all time. Definitely. And that's the thing. It's it's like so surreal, like to you and I, because obviously we're still studying to be filmmakers and everything like that. And this is where kind of Matt, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were in the same position as we were, and they wrote this, and then that's what hit their spike their Whoa. careers off. Was this film literally? Matt Damon. We're literally ben Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. So I'm Ben Affleck. I'm definitely oh. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Matt Damon. I'll take it. So I get, I, I get, I get, I get J Lo. <laughs> okay, and I get to be Jason Bourne. Like, who's the loser in this situation, ah. Barry? <laughs> I was in The Martian as well. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you were in The Martian. You're I'm definitely the in the better films. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you, Batman. So that's true. Mm -hmm. Got me there. But then you also get to be Daredevil, so that's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a good third pick. It wasn't on my pick. list. That, oh, um, that's that good. You brought it up, yeah. Which is, yeah. considering I've got so many, is a bit I mean, I'm like, I'm a big Ben Affleck fan, and you know that. And I was actually, I know the that. other night, watching two of his films back-to-back. -back. I watched Jersey Girl and Paycheck, and I was I like, you were I, say, forgot, like I forgot how depressing Jersey Girl begins. Like, it literally that. starts yeah. with his wife dying. Spoilers, anyway. <laughs> Spoilers for Jersey Girl. I thought you Don't were going to say it. that you were watching two Ben Affleck films at the same time, and I was about yes, to Yes, at really the exact concerned. same time I was watching Paycheck and Jersey Girl. <laughs> that would be really weird. Like, what I should actually put all of his films, all of his films up the at the same time. time. How could I do that? <laughs> Figure that out because that sounds like it would be a really unique experience. <laughs> it definitely would. Oh, uh. God. Oh, yeah. All right. So now it comes back to me for my number three. 
Oof, I think I'm just going to go on your shelf and just be like, oh, that's from the 90s. <laughs> that's what I did. Um, yeah, I do yeah. that now because I have. Well, that's, it's so good that you have like a good collection of DVDs and stuff it's like that. Just like, so you can see your Arsenal. Yeah, never it could be enough. more. It always could be more. It always could be more. And um, okay, I know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to have to pick this film. And this film is from probably my favorite set of directors ever like the two people who directed this film are uh, the two brothers who directed this film there's your clue uh yeah yeah uh what i aspire to be they're what i aspire to write like everything that i write takes a lot of subconscious inspiration from these guys because i enjoy <laughs> all of their films so much so of course yep. i'm going to have to start it off by picking 1998's the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski, yeah. yeah masterpiece. I've got it in a little slip that sleeve. Is... His glasses glow. They're shiny. They're a different material. Ooh, that's you cool. That on the YouTube. That's our promotion for the YouTube. You get to see Jeff Bridges' glasses flicker in the light. Why not? Let's just have a picture of Jeff Bridges 24-7 on the YouTube it... side of things. Oh, this entire yeah, episode, what I should do is edit like a little Jeff Bridges is in the corner this entire time. He's doing a little dance. <laughs> You should do oh, that. Don't get too fancy. <laughs> hand hand draw every frame of that. I want it. To be no, I'm not hand drawing it. It'd be like hand drawing enough today. Main menu where it's one hour of Michael Sarah dancing. It'd be like that, but just for Jeff Bridges. <laughs> every yep. dance yep. move will be unique. No, but this film, <laughs> I I'd say it's my favorite of theirs, but that's a hard decision. I'm not. Actually yeah, that's sure really hard. That's really hard. I love all of their films and i'm probably going to pick several more on this list yeah yeah but, well that's the thing it's definitely uh, yeah. my favorite like jeff bridges film and definitely in my, my top two out of the Coen brothers goodman film honestly yeah <laughs> like, that's right john goodman's in this as well Arr, it's such star. an amazing cast he's, on the back. he's the main guy yep. on the back of the slip cover because this film is awesome steve buscemi kills in it everyone um what's everyone. his name cowboy dude he's awesome this is his yep favorite thing this set him in stone and it's oh, also yeah. a film about nothing really yes like yes that's that's the whole point a lot of their films oh are literally about nothing like nothing results at the end and that's why i love amazing. the coen brothers movies yeah I, the screenplay for the big lebowski i've read multiple Ooh, times that would be cool so that would be cool well written the Coen brothers have a weird screenplay writing style. It's not quite yeah, that yeah. easy to follow. A lot of things are like seemingly just for them. Like if it's an off-screen voice, it'll be titled as just voice. It won't be a character or anything. It's really confusing to read. Yeah. But it's also really well done. You like yeah, I nice, it's nice. I don't know. They probably have a separate planning thing so they can keep track of who's talking or doing shit. But um Maybe, maybe. No, Probably. And I'd love to one day talk to them about that. But <laughs> until we're rich and famous and we're hanging out with Coen brothers, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy their movies like The Big Lebowski, which is a film about nothing yet about everything at the same time. And I highly recommend it to literally everyone. Watch yes. it over and over. It is great. So, yeah, Big Lebowski is my number three. Big Lebowski. Damn. That is a Big Lebowski because that is an amazing film. Um. Uh, okay. So on to my number four. Then. All right. I'm oh just gonna boy. Go start, I'm gonna start counting down. So my last one had Robin Williams in it. So I'm gonna continue with that actor because he made some amazing films in the '90s. Um. He made this one in 1999 called Bicentennial Man. 
yes. um, a small little little film that he did uh, with Sam Neill and like a range of other actors going throughout it, where he basically is a robot trying to become a man. It's basically yeah. Pinocchio, but in the future, and it is still so well done. Like for like the whole Pinocchio storytelling of like science fiction things and how things go with all that, I put this as like how they did it as like number one, if not on par with like Gilmaro del Toro's Pinocchio film, because just like yeah, the yeah. meaning behind the story and showing it in the way they did. And then also having Robin Williams performance in it as well, just brought it to a whole new like level. It's definitely like the best live action version. I would say like of that, the Pinocchio type yeah, story definitely. in a way. Um, um, but also, and just like the world it. and everything you haven't, haven't seen, seen Bicentennial. No, man. Oh man. Oh man, I, yeah, it's gonna get you in the feels. It's definitely like an emotional type of film. He's it's not really too much comedic um in it. Okay. Uh there are a few scenes and stuff like that where I think they'll just like put the camera on Rob and let him do his thing for a little bit. Um but him? most of it it's is like- is just like this journey yeah. of a robot who becomes a little bit sentient. Then he's just like, What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of existence? What is my purpose? And then he slowly just over time is it- wants to become a, a man. Is it better than Short Circuit? Because that is the definitive robot man. Story. I prefer it more than Short Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. Just say like Robin Williams is alive or something. No, no, no. <laughs> and then he goes and finds Matt Damon or whatever. Then he goes and finds Matt Damon and then he, then he starts talking to him and he's like, it's not your fault. It's I'm the robot. It's also, not my fault either. I didn't kill the humans or the little kid. <laughs> And I'm also sorry because I have to go back to Neverland now, and then that's how exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh. that's cool. Um, Bicentennial um but Man. yes, Bicentennial Man. It is like definitely a must-watch of Robin Williams films. I know, like critic reviews and stuff like that. When it came out, a lot of people didn't really like it because it was very much a film where it was the entire time him being a bit more serious of a character. Not more, yeah, not much okay. of him being improv because that's the thing. It's like literally, it starts off with him quite most of the time being like an actual robot, and then he's just mm. like, "Wait a minute, like I'm becoming sentient and learning and stuff like that." And you see like the gradual progression of his entire life while everyone around him's dying, which is kind of sad <laughs> in a way as well because it takes over like so many years, and he's just like, yeah. "Why is everyone dying?" But I'm still living, and it's just it's kind of yeah, it's kind of sad like seeing that aspect to it all. Um, oh, just that's, becoming that's like really an immortal impressive. man. And, Especially because yeah. it's like the 90s take on the whole robot AI sort of sentience. Yeah, thing, yeah. Which yeah. was booming in the 90s. This is where it started. Oh, yeah. Off. Terminator hit it on the nail. And then the 90s yep. were like, what if it like had feelings? And then and then we ran with it. Exactly. Um, Why not? Insane to think. Okay. It is insane to think. So now, now it's my number four. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with something a little different and pick what is probably one of my favorite like action chase movies. It's one of well, I probably say the greatest chase movie. The ever greatest made. chase movie ever made. Yeah, I stand by that. It stars Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. It's called The Fugitive, and this is another masterclass in storytelling because. The 90s, if it did one thing right, is it nailed the thriller, like, uh, sense of motion. Yeah, it nailed the thriller yeah, genre, yeah, and yeah. it nailed movies having a sense of momentum and kept yeah, you yeah. going. And this is the prime example of something that does that, because yeah. the plot in this movie is actually quite thin, if you think yeah. about it. But yeah. 
you're so engrossed in it because you're rooting for this main character so much throughout the entire two-hour runtime. And you also really love the villain, Tommy Lee Jones. This is my favorite Tommy Lee Jones performance in this movie because he's just yep, doing yep. his job. He's not the yeah. villain. He's just no. like... I, like He's um, just like, I just need to do this. I'm just going to find Indiana Jones, you know? <laughs> everybody talks about in this film is um, the part where they confront, they confront each other in the sewer, I think. And Harrison Ford's character, in, usually in any movie, when the hero tells the villain, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm innocent, yada, yada. You know, it becomes this really heartfelt moment. But then you get yep. the part where Harrison Ford does that and Tommy Lee Jones is like, I do not care. <laughs> he chases yep. him yep. no matter what. Even if he... Because he knew he was innocent. He thought he was innocent. But he is like, I, I'm just doing my job. I do not care. Yeah, I'm going to arrest you. And yeah. it's such a yep. great movie. I love it. And I've rewatched it plenty of times. So, yeah, I'm picking The Fugitive oh, yeah. as my number four. Yeah, that honestly might be like my most watched Harrison Ford film besides like the Indiana Jones original trilogy. Yeah, like, either those or Star And stuff Wars. like that. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just like... Well, out of like the the franchise ones he did, that was definitely yeah high up there on my list on Harrison Ford yeah, films. Yeah. To, like watch and recommend to people because like that's definitely. the thing. A lot of people were just like, no, Harrison Ford just was Star Wars and um, yeah. obviously Indiana Jones. Where I'm just like, no, well, if you actually don't care or don't like them, go and watch The Fugitive. Like that's oh, like yeah. one of his better films that he did. Like after all them, so and it still yeah. holds up to this day. Um, I was watching yeah. a behind the scenes the other day of I think it was Corridor Crew or whatever. They were actually like watching a visual effects thing on how they did comp position of like visual effects for that film yeah, and actually the technology right. yep. they used for that even by today's standards is quite high and out there by it's what they had to so do good yeah this movie yeah. is awesome in every aspect of it i can't fault it at all it's the best of its genre it's the best of its type yeah yep. and it also subverts the genre that so many films came from this in the first place you know it's like it started a thing but it also did it so different and i love this movie so yeah. Yes. What's your number four, Barry? No, sorry, your number five. No, you five. First. I'm onto number five, yeah. I know. Numbers. All right. My number five is I'm your Huckle. <laughs> Can you hear I'm that? Did anything it play? Just my game. Some of it played. I, I, some of it played. I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, I'm your uh, it is the great tombstone. Obviously starring Val Kilmer as Dark Holiday, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott. Bill Paxton was in this movie as well. It was Damn, a lot of what cowboys. A phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal Western movie. This it definitely has good. to be. It is absolutely great. Um, even though I think majority of it or something was like done by Kurt Russell because they had problems with that director. But <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um <laughs> I, no, you know, I at the know, end of the yeah. day, it the was like it. definitely my favorite performance of Val Kilmer um as dark holiday like just his dialect alone and his entire like character that they made for him was just like mm. whoever wrote this who wrote this film and i'm pretty sure there was like a recent interview with kurt russell about this film and everything like that even he says this is probably the best well written western movie ever made um just yeah. because of how well they did doc holiday's character and that's the he's only like the side character to it he's not there that often in it much, when no. you watch the movie but every single time you see him he's just like i'll be your huckleberry it. i'm your huckleberry yeah it's great i'm your huckleberry um, i will say this film i've only seen once um but i have seen lots about the making of it 
Uh, it obviously it went through a lot of hell. And there was a Val Kilmer documentary film that came out a couple years ago that touched on it a little bit, had footage from the yep, showing yep. and stuff. And that went into it really well. So I, I've got okay. more of an outside look at it, even though I have seen it. And yep. it is a really good Western. There were very few good Westerns in the 90s. I can name three that are really good. Yep. And then that's about it. You know, it, it's like... yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's really clever considering you'd think that all of the good westerns had been done by then, and a lot of people thought that until yeah, we got a movie yeah. like this. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, this is obviously yeah long past the the decades of having western films with John Wayne and and everything like that, and then they yeah, these guys turned around dead. and did it, um, even as well without Clint Eastwood in it, yeah, <laughs> which is which is another thing. You didn't even need him. And then they were like, oh, we're just going to do this um, small little film called Tombstone starring Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott and a whole bunch of other people. And then, yeah, it's, it's a simply wonderful film. That's the thing, because I only watched it probably like a couple years ago. And then like mm. now it's become one of my favorite Westerns of all time. Like yeah. a lot of the Westerns that they made back when like that whole like decade, like 50s or well, 40s, 50s and 60s and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of them now I'm just like. Nah, like a lot of the newer ones that they made more recently about westerns and stuff like that, so much better done. Oh, yeah. So much better Unless done. Unless it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, or the no, Mamadou yeah, Mantra, yeah, yeah, or something Clint Eastwood did. It's not good. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, exactly, just exactly. You know, but yeah. yeah, that's about it. Um, up until we get yeah more modern ones, which I start to enjoy more too. Like Cowboys vs Aliens. Remember that? Oh, that was amazing. That was phenomenal. What a wonderful film. You count Back to the Future three as a West? <laughs> no, uh, that's kind where we get a bit tricky. It's got Clint Eastwood in it. <laughs> it does have Clint Eastwood in it. Kind of. Um, kind of. <laughs> all right. My. What's going to be your number five? five? I am going to throw it on its head because this is a film that Ooh. I don't own because I Ooh. can't find it. It is a film. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a film from 1997. It is an anime film, straight out of Japan. This is the, I think, the only animated film on my list. Uh, it's called Perfect Blue. Oh, it, okay. Have you seen this film? I have seen this film. I have seen this film. I was getting very oh. concerned for a second when you said anime film. I was just like, uh, which one is he going to pick? Oh, no, Perfect Blue. <laughs> And yep. for the fact of I did not know what to expect when I went into this film. I knew nothing yep, of yep. it other than to okay. watch it. And it has quickly become one of my favorite animated films of all time. There's a bunch from this decade. Some other wackier ones that I will not yep, mention. Yep. But I would like to have included. But I don't really want to spend 10 minutes talking about like Wicked City or something. So I'm yeah, putting Perfect yeah, yeah. Blue on here. Because it's so good. And it's such a wacky film. It gives you the look oh, inside yeah. the mind. Surrealism of some wackiness that anime can do. But also this weirdly grounded storytelling. Despite it being weird. It's so well done. And I yes. love revisiting it. So yeah, Perfect Blue. Yeah, it's yeah. also... yeah. Fucking weird. So there's a fair warning. Oh if you go yeah, watch well that that's film. the thing. It is it is a proper R-rated anime film. Um, oh, yeah. That is it's for certain. A lot. Up. I think a lot of anime films when they were like went to like Western society and stuff. All, all of them, yeah. I'm pretty sure, are R-rated because they yeah. all have like nudity yeah. and stuff like that. It's probably the reason why they got horrible. people to watch them. Yeah, they're all horrible. Like they're all. It's like amazing, but the animation style 
Um, and there's something about the '90s and animations. Like, and if we could talk about TV shows and stuff like oh, that, you, you know, and I wait, would wait. both have to say no, the number one thing that Clayton and I love so much um, is Pokemon. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but no, uh, is Cowboy Bebop, um, yeah. which is probably one of the best TV shows or ent- any entertainment oh, yeah. thing you want to think of. Just that is one of the perfect things ever made. Is Cowboy oh, Bebop? Oh God, yes. Um, I. <laughs> That's funny because I had to look up <laughs> what date podcast. the Cowboy Bebop movie came out because I was going to use yeah, that as an excuse. Early 2000s. And it's early 2001. 2000s. Yep. So I'm yep. skewing because I would have loved to have talked about it more But because, yeah, it is yep. like the greatest television show of the 90s. It is. Yes. It's perfect media and um, Perfect Blue is definitely up yeah. there with it. Things, films like oh, yeah. Perfect Blue, Kira. Demon City, Shijunko, stuff like that are just absolutely yeah. insane. As well as the Ghibli stuff. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Um, what's the one? Uh, Ghost in the Shell, that's 90s as well. Stuff like that. Yep. Really cool. Wasn't on my list, even though I did just think about it then. <laughs> well, as well, talking as- about um, anime, I suppose they can roll back into my number six then, because it is on my list, is Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> 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 oh, I left it for you. I don't know why. I no, okay, never mind. We're good. Well, that's the thing. That's what. That's what I said. Like when you started saying like anime film, I was like, wait a minute. Did you fucking pick oh, it? you thought I was gonna. Pick, uh, I yeah, thought I think you were gonna pick in the show. I was gonna pick something fucked up. No, no, no. Well, obviously, yeah. A lot of like anime movies were been fucked up, especially in the ninety ones. Um, but yes, this was, I think, the first ever anime piece of media I ever watched or got into. Wow like early as a kid and stuff like that. And then ever since then, I was like, I have fallen in love with this genre and especially the animation style. Like oh, there's so something good. unique about the nineties animation style that they just haven't been able to replicate. It's perfect. Um, and that's why I go back and watch it every now and again. And I want to like do sample settings of like my own personal stuff to look yeah. like that. Uh, that would just be oh, so weird. cool. But this is what kicked off my insight into anime. Without Ghost in the Shell, I wouldn't have watched Cowboy Bebop because I'm pretty sure it really? was like a year later I then watched Cowboy wow. Bebop. That's funny. And that's like, I, I was, I was yeah. a kid watching all this stuff as well. Like, very Ghost in the Shell is amazing. That would have messed it with is. a younger person. Not the, not so the live good. action movie. Not the live action movie. We don't talk about that. I but the that original anime from 95. Um, yeah, really? I actually watched it just like a couple days ago <laughs> before we had the party <laughs> and it Action. still holds up so oh, well. well yeah um and that's the thing is this so the good. story for it about ai and everything like that it's just so like AI 90s. way of saying it ai Again. 90s that's the thing it was the 90s was the decade about ai that's yeah. for sure and, and it's just it like right now. Right. the subtle detail they put into these films or this the oh, anime yeah. back in the 90s and everything is phenomenal like, and this is it's the thing, insane. this is a period where it was still all hand-drawn as well, hand. coming out of that. Uh, so and it was just impressive. like, what? Like, it's still that whole scene where she's fighting the spider crab. Spoilers, everyone, yeah. for Ghosts in the Shell. There's Go and watch crab. it, because it's simply, for, there's a spider crab tank thing, and where yeah. she like has to pull out the mainframe. How close, yeah. like, the, the tearing of the arms and everything, of, like, yeah. her skin and everything comes apart. That's like, that's all hand-animated. All those little bits Airy. and bobs and the creation of her body as well. And it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Even just visually. And the soundtrack. The oh, soundtrack yes. is simply wonderful as well. Um, I'm pretty sure I have that as a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> I do not blame you. 
Because you, you think about it, and it's like, this is an insane film. The 90s, 90s anime is such on another level. Um, because yep, yep. people did it by hand. I would kill to draw anything as good as that. Like a still yeah, image, let yeah. alone a whole ass movie. And then you get stuff like this, which I, I didn't actually watch until after I'd really gotten into anime. Ghost in the Shell was one that I got around to late, only like a year or two yeah. ago. Um, before that, it's like, I don't know, I'd seen Cowboy Bebop. I was really big into Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid, so I think that was my first yeah. forte. Was that television yeah, show? Yeah, no, that this, this yeah. was my first one. I would have been like six or seven. Um, and then obviously, I, it was like, I could remember getting at, at the video store. Um, oh, I think nice. someone might have put it in the kids' section accidentally, not realizing what it actually was. Doesn't it have like that an I just, rating? My God. Well, that's the thing. And then I was just like, that's a pretty good looking lady. Not going to lie on the cover. And so I obviously pick it up. My parents didn't say anything. I look, and then I, I remember watching it at home camera. and just being like, wow. Like that whole opening scene and everything like that. As like a seven year old watching this, I'm just oh, like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> also, um, Jesus Christ. And Barry, then, it's a drawing. <laughs> I don't want to have Hey, that, I like, was seven. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, all right yeah whatever. and then like from there like it was just mainly from that like the whole story behind it and then the animation level and then the actual soundtrack to it like i still get goosebumps every now well when i do watch it i still get goosebumps watching this film just because of the soundtrack alone like i think it was like on a video the other day i was watching on youtube someone was making a joke out of it and they played like just a th three second sting from the soundtrack of it where it was like hey ding. Yeah. i was like what Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I just, I love yeah. the world of it too. It takes, I'm yes. pretty sure stuff like Well, very Robo much Blade Runner-esque and Runner. stuff like that. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. And yeah. Japan ran with those things and created some yep. of the coolest yep. looking like dystopian sci-fi stuff we've ever seen. It's amazing. Um, yep. so that's a really good number six. And I'm kind of glad that we both picked an anime film. We're getting kind of all of the genres here we're hitting all of our target demographics <laughs> our Good. audience it's what we want sort of pleased <laughs> yeah oh god all right now what do i do what do i follow that up with uh He's kind of struggling here guys he's right. kind of struggling I'm, he's trying I'm, to figure it out what's he I'm gonna, gonna pick i'm gonna pick another film from my other favorite director of all time, apart from the Coen brothers, Wes Anderson. And I'm going to pick his best film. Arguably his best film, but my favorite of his films. is 1990's Bottle Rocket. Um, it's his first feature based off of a short yeah. film he did straight out of film yep. school with two of his friends, Luke and Owen Wilson. And he made this amazing, heartfelt little comedy movie that I think holds up more than half of his other newer stuff, honestly, because it, it's yeah. not as crazy with the things. It's still got elements of what Wes Anderson does now, where all of the, you know, just stylized for the sake of stylized, but Bottle Rocket was not that. Bottle Rocket was stylized because the story it was telling was quirky enough that it lent itself into that way. Um, and I also, I think it's probably his funniest film as well. It's so good. I love every element of this movie. And I watched it far into his discography. I'd seen 
pretty much half of his stuff. Everything else. Yeah, yeah everything, all of the bigger stuff, at least. And then I was like, Bottle Rocket, this is his first one? All right, I'll check it out. And I'm like, holy shit, that's just so good. And because it's such a low-budget film, it's definitely inspirational for us because it's like, I want to make this movie. I want to do Bottle Rocket now. You know? Well, this is the thing. You, you talk about being low budget. It still wasn't that low budget. It was no, still something but, between five and seven million dollars. <laughs> but I think, I mean, it, it was a short film that he did on like no budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. led to it. So to it's that, still yeah. inspirational in that way. And it's he got to make it with his friends from film and high yeah. school. You know, it's like it's yeah, very much an inspirational first film project because yeah, I I really love it, and that's probably part of the reason why i love it so much is because of the fact it's his first he was young you know straight out of school sort of thing it's it's very much where i want to be in like a couple years so yeah yep. yeah so it, it's a high yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it's yeah definitely like one of those like better starts because that's the thing the premise of it is very simple it's really like how well the dynamic is written between those characters in it works out so well. Luke and Owen and Wilson are great. Oh yeah, this is Luke, they Luke are Wilson's phenomenal. Best performance, I will say. Yes, yeah. Oh, because um, so that's good. the thing; it's literally just like three friends who are just like, "Let's go rob a bank." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah that's basically the premise. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, I, I always love like a good stories. robbery, robbery film and stuff like that. Yeah, I um, want to do and, one. Yeah, yeah. No, so do I. And it's just like, yeah, like just that premise alone. It's like, it's very simple and it does the thing. You yeah. can fuck it up really easily or you can make it really well. And this is definitely one of those films where it's like actually done very well. And yeah, definitely one of my more favorite Wes Anderson films. Um, I still prefer this more than that newer one he did, which I forgot now. Asteroid City. Asteroid City. It's better yeah. than Asteroid City. I prefer City. Better Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a definitely up there. I'd probably put it equal with like Grand Budapest and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, like those yeah. three are like his top tier. So yeah. let's go watch those no, if you haven't, especially that. Bottle Rocket because yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing film. So throwing it back to you for your number seven, I think. My number seven. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're getting to the top four now. Ooh, okay. I'm still going to keep. With the whole animation side of things, not anime, but animation, um, okay. just because obviously I've been doing deep dive into research on animation at the moment for a project that we're working on at the moment, everything like that. And I was just like, that's right. This movie came out in the late 90s. And I just, I forgot how much of an inspiration this was, even to me as like a writer and stuff like that. It's a small film called The Iron Giant, which I suppose oh, is not really yeah. small because it has a massive robot in it. And it is phenomenal still to this very day the ethics and this the wholesome story that it tells about this this space alien robot that wants to become superman <laughs> and then save superman. the world yeah, i mean literally superman um and then yeah it's just like in the background of i think it's the cold war as well yeah. is going on and everything and everyone was like super hiatus they thought it was like a nuclear russian weapon and it's just yeah. like the whole kind of subtle backstory to it all, where you're just like following this kid and his adventures with his like supersized robot, voiced by Vin Diesel. Yeah. This was the yeah. start of Vin Diesel's like voice acting career. This was like his big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. probably led directly to stuff like him voicing Groot because yes. such a good job on this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's crazy. And you don't think of it, you don't think of Vin Diesel when you see the Iron Giant, you think of the Iron Giant. 
because he's such a well-written, well-performed character in this really adult-themed kids movie because it's very sad and it's very dramatic. It, there's a lot oh, going yeah. on in this film to unpack, and that's part of why it holds up so well over a yep. bunch of other animated kids' films from the time. Um, stuff like Toy Story, uh, which I think doesn't hold up as well as something like this. It, yep. This yep. is on it's another level, and yeah, part of that is just the more adult storytelling too. The whole thing, I feel like. Yes, yeah. No, it was definitely like a more mature approach um, to it all because I think the director, uh, Brad Bird, what did he do? Because he was like, I don't think he did any. Yeah. Oh, so he did The Incredibles, Incredibles 2, Ratatouille. Yeah. um, Mission Impossible 4. Was that Fallout? (laughs) (laughs) That, That was Ghost Protocol. Oh, that's right. But yeah, he did the Incredibles. He did the Incredibles. Because all of those ones. Road to El Dorado as well. That's a great film. That's a great That's a movie. Awesome film. Oh, I love that one. That see, they're, they're all good ones, and they're all well written. Yeah. Because yeah. none of like all of those films you listed are not really kids' movies. I mean, they no, are. they definitely have that more mature approach to their story. Movie, I think that's the, the reason why they do so well. Kids films, the best kids' yeah. films yeah. are the ones that are not for kids. It's I hate. I yes. don't know how other yes. to say that. It's it it's true, and it's definitely the ones that stick with you the longest. Like the Iron Giant, the fact you're talking about it now, the fact yeah, we're both yeah. talking about it now, it says a lot to the yeah. movie. No, definitely. Like out of all like childhood like kid films, what I remember the most and had the most impact on me is definitely um Iron Giant. Yeah. Um, like every single like time I think of a kids film, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Wow. Um, like being animation wise, not Toy Story, nothing like that no, is no. Yeah, yeah. Iron Giant. Wow. Mine's Cars. I think Cars. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that so many times. I saw that at cinemas. See, I was three when it came out. And I think we had it on, like, DVD. Like, it was one of the first, like, things that we'd ever gotten. And it was insanely watched. So that's definitely up there. Yeah. Especially with, yeah. like, Road to El Dorado. That's such a funny movie. Yeah, yeah. I love that film. <laughs> like, I love that more now than I did as a kid. Because it's so funny. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad you picked that one. Nice. And now I'm stalling because I don't know what to follow that up with. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I hope I have. I'm down to my four. Well, even though I've got three, but I've still got four on my list. Yeah. I hope there's one on there that you pick so I can talk about three others. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to pick a film from 1998. Um, I'm writing the title down. It's a long one. Give me a second. <laughs> there we go it's on my thing it's by um oh my god this is probably my favorite like irish movie ever made it's called lock stock and two smoking barrels <laughs> uh i'm not sure if that yep, was on your yep. list was no your no list? it wasn't no, no it wasn't this is one of my favorite action movies one of my favorite yeah. european films one of my favorite irish films it's yep. insanely good because <laughs> it's it's I think it's a perfect movie, and it handles momentum in a way like The Fugitive. Yes. As in, yep, yep, there yep. is not a dull moment of this film. This film no, has long sections not. of characters talking, yet it's the most it's like, not entertaining boring. dialogue yeah. you've ever heard. You're glued yep. to the screen because every single character in this film is amazing. They're all so yeah, well written, yeah. well performed, and I, I I love every single aspect of it. Because it was written by Guy Ritchie, and then he directed it as well, didn't he? 
Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, he yeah. has always hated the fact that he's never written anything as good. Uh, that's yeah, always been yeah. something he said is he wishes that he could do something as good as that. And the fact that he yeah, yeah. can't is annoy annoys him because this is such yeah. a well-done movie. And I think it was like his first. It, it was it first. Yeah, no, hit. this was his first ever big hit film yeah. that he did. Before this, he was just doing like small side stuff and everything yeah. like that, like little short films. Um, But yeah, this is his first that. ever thing. Yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. phenomenal. <laughs> That's why I, I love oh, Guy Ritchie oh, films is because of this film. And this is another one where I really want to read the screenplay, but I haven't gotten around yeah. to it. And I definitely will yeah. because I love it. This film um, is probably the biggest inspiration on dialogue for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. How well it's done. Things like that stick with me. And it's why I'm such a stickler for dialogue. And I bring it up so many yeah. times. And you know that I, <laughs> I do. Oh, that. yeah, I know you do. <laughs> If dialogue has to flow well, when it doesn't, the yeah. movie doesn't work. Uh, whatever you're watching doesn't work. And this works so well that it's an action film with actually not that much action when you think about it. No, no, there's but not. It's mainly just like talking and yeah, getting the, around to places. The talking and getting around is just as, if not more entertaining than the amazing yeah. action in this film. It is so good. And it's oh, it's really funny because I watched this on TV the first time that I watched it, it was on like SBS or yeah. something when I was like 10 and I was enthralled. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I've rewatched it so many times since. And I wish I have it on DVD, but I don't. So I can't pull it from my collection. So that sucks. But yeah, that's, not, that's <laughs> yeah, my number nah, seven. Yeah, no, nah, that's definitely a good number seven. That's the thing, like any Guy Ritchie film, I really enjoy, like especially the ones he has more control o over. It's yeah. ever since he did Lockstock. Um, like his just the pacing of his films are so well done, and the way Ooh, he like yes. edits them and gets them together and stuff like that. Because there's um the King Arthur film that he did. I actually mm. really enjoy that. I know a lot of people don't like yeah. it and everything like that. I think just the story of it all was a bit eh. But the actual like yeah. pacing and the characters he was trying to oh, build, I like it. Pacing, it yeah. was so it was so well done. Um, and that's yeah. the thing with that movie. I feel like maybe if he was given more creative control and maybe there might've been a director's yeah. cut that he had or something like that. Oh, Cause this felt a lot yeah. of things were out of place of that film where like, they just got taken out like large segments where I'm just like, yeah. well, we, we were supposed to know that type thing. Um, yeah. but like every one of his films or the same thing he carried into is like the man from uncle, um, when yeah. he did that with Henry Cavill and, was, and stuff I like really that, it's the same that. type of pacing. And then it's the editing style here. Whoever he gets to be his editor, I'm not sure if the same person since Lockstock, but maybe it's yeah. just him being like, that. that's how I want it type thing. It's just so well done. Like this thing, the pacing of his films are so well done. Yes. I feel like he's a god of pacing. This movie is honestly debatable. Honestly, debatably has the greatest pacing of any movie ever because it yep. all flows so well. Uh, I'd put it up there with, I think it has better flow than Pulp Fiction. And I think Pulp Fiction is perfect, but I think this one yep. just, just flows better. This is like, just like a river that has nothing in its way. It just keeps going and it's consistently yep. Yep. good. There's not a single pebble in that river and I yep. love it. So yeah. God, what are you going to follow that? All one? right. <laughs> Fuck it. Hell, well, I'm on to my, my last three but yeah, i have four left on my list and this is some <laughs> of the four biggest films um to me anyway one of them i am keeping on there because that just means so much to me but it's okay. just like these other three i'm looking at i'm just like i don't know what to pick next because the one i picked now is like it's, it's gone it's gone forever type thing the other one uh, so i am going to go 
back to the late 90s, 1999, uh, a small film. You might have heard of it. It's called The Mummy. Oh, um, really? Yes, yes. It wasn't on my um, list. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, this still has to be one of my favorite action adventure films of all time. I put this oh, yeah. up there with Indiana Jones, like the it's original good. Indiana Jones trilogy. This is peak mm. Brendan Fraser. This oh, is yes. like peak mummy. Like this is the best mummy film ever made. That's like, not a high the, bar. Nothing, but yeah. True. But still like doing like monster movies and everything like that. This is definitely like all the way at the top. Oh, and yeah. that's the thing. It's even as well when they did the sequel and everything like that, like they couldn't match what they did for the yeah. first film. There is something about this film. It, when I go back and watch it, it still holds up. Obviously it not does. so much the visual effects and stuff like that, but there there's, wasn't a lot of them. It's only like a, a couple scenes and stuff like that. Um, but just like the story of what they were doing, the character's performance and like the dialogue between yes. and the interaction that actors had mm -hmm. with one another and everything like that. So well done. And it it's has a, really a bit funny, of comedic like, charm yeah. as well to it throughout yeah, it. And it's just like, this it. is perfect. And that's why I think, that's why I put on par with the original Indiana Jones films uh, is because it's a, like that same type of level where like they hit the comedy right and they also hit the adventure right mm -hmm, in a way. Mm -hmm. And like no other adventure films have ever been able to replicate it since this film. I would say this is like the last like best action adventure film of this type of genre. Like, yeah. That's done yep. it well, and yeah. what it's been too long. What over over twenty twenty years? Twenty twenty four <laughs> years. If it was ninety four years, holy shit! <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely it's like Indiana Jones, and then it's like the Mummy, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's nothing else. Nothing else yeah. worth your time. Nothing um, else. No, because these two sets of films nailed it. You nail yeah. it first try. Yeah. It's like what's everyone else going to do? You know, the Mummy. Yeah. It's Brendan Fraser's best performance, like this, put him on the map as the yes, action guy. Yes, it led him to yep. do I don't know, well, like Journey to the Center of the Earth and a whole bunch of other films that I can't remember right now. But yeah, it it's his best, and it's just so yeah. well done and it's a charming, funny movie. And again, it's another one yeah. that I rewatched so many times as a kid, and yeah, have always gone back to because it, it just holds up. It doesn't get yep. old. <laughs> it's because it's good i know and he's even his character name rick o'connell sounds like something you're reading out of a, an adventure book oh, and everything 100%. as well and yeah. it's just like i actually kind of wouldn't mind reading the screenplay for it to see if it reads like an actual like adventure book in some yeah. form of way i reckon that would be pretty cool <laughs> it, it probably would and you quite often find that with a lot of writers yeah. when yeah. the movie is stylized the script is quite often stylized the same so that you read it how it looks and it, I'm sure that this movie is at least one of them. It's probably written, yeah, like an old-timey adventure thing. Probably the same sort of way that Indiana Jones was written. Yeah, um, yeah. And that kind of always mystery, always adventure, and it's great. Um, yeah. So that's your number eight. What's my number eight? That's the real Ooh, what's your number eight? All right. Hard-hitting um, questions. Jesus Christ. Too many options. Ah. All right, I cross that one off. I picked that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go back to 1990 in what I think is one of the greatest Arnold Schwarzenegger movies of all time. Uh, Schwarzenegger did a lot in the 90s. After Terminator, after Conan, the 90s was his 
big time. We had things yes. like yep. Kindergarten Cop, the uh, other ones, and then we had we had Total Turbo Recall. Man. <laughs> Turbo and Man. Rico. I like Turbo Man. <laughs> I forgot that was a film, but I like Turbo Man. But <laughs> Jingle All and the Way Total as well. Rico. That yeah, Total it, Recall, the best yep. of. This is probably peak Schwarzenegger, honestly, because yeah, yeah, it, no, that's definitely like my number one pick for good. his films. Um, yeah, it's also like one of the best sci-fi films of the '90s. Uh, Total Recall does pretty much everything that like Blade Runner did before it, but kind of in a different way. I feel like this is a, the equivalent. F- like if Blade Runner's that film for the '80s of that sort of type, I feel like Total Recall's that film Holes for the '90s. That- if, if yeah, that well, that's the thing. It sense. was, it got. It's a pretty weird, like, world they were trying to like build in I it. I love it. Um, I love and that's the thing. Like, actually, recently talking about Total Recall, a, a recent new episode of Rick and Morty played tribute to Total Recall oh. about um the the stomach creature thing. Um, oh, like yeah. everyone had one of them. Uh, and that's weird. the thing. It's such a weird, strange, wacky film. So good. And like every single time I remember, all I remember is the weird stomach creature. <laughs> and then like when they're out on Mars and coming all funny and stuff like that, the Ooh, eyes exploding. Really? Yeah. But there's also it's also like some amazing visual effects and special effects for the nineties. Yeah. Everything yes. in this movie looks great and holds up really well. Like even the oh, wacky yeah. stuff looks good you know all the yeah well most of it was practical effects so anytime you do that it will hold up um i definitely recommend checking it out because again it's one that people don't really talk about that much everyone knows of it but when you think of schwarzenegger you don't really think of it at least not straight away and that's the even the even the story for it is just like it's has that open ending ending to it i don't know is he on mars was it all real was this all in his head that's that's the mystery of it all as well, and that's the same thing I think. Why you, yeah, you compare it to Blade Runner so much because Blade Runner had that open ending meeting as well. Yeah, it's like yeah. is he an AI or is he not? You know, no, he's not. But any- <laughs> anyway, depends on who uh, you ask for that film. Fucking hell, Blade Runner is a whole mystery question. Don't ask the director. He says yes. Harrison Ford idiot. says no. The writer says no. So <laughs> yeah. always go with the writer. Always go with the writer. (laughs) Always go with Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah, always go with Harrison Ford. Otherwise, Uh, he'll punch you in the face like he did with Ryan Gosling. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah, Total Uh, Recall is my number eight. Total Recall, number eight. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that's on the list. Um, All right. It's getting hard now. I'm going to have to push one of my films out that I was originally going to put on there. But no, we're coming down to the final two, and I want to add these final two on there. I'll yeah. add the other one as a, as a memorable Honorable movie. Mention, yeah. Honorable mention. There is um, a lot. But my, yes, my <laughs> number nine pick. I have to put this in our list, and I was really hoping you would pick it earlier. But it is going to be another one from 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Probably the best World War II film ever made. Um, yes. Showing Normandy showing everything. Another one with Matt Damon. Tom Hanks is one of his best performance in any movie I have ever oh, seen. Yeah. Um, one of Spielberg's best films he ever did, and still to this very day, um, still holds up so well, um, yeah. this movie. And yeah, it's such a phenomenal film about World War II and just like the small journey about saving Private Ryan. 
that's literally yeah. about finding this cool. one guy and everything like that and just following the performances of like because that's they had such a big cast in it as well like tom sizemore vin diesel um yep. i forget vin diesel a whole bunch of movie. others yeah 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 it, he dies in it spoilers he gets a shot. lot of people die in this film and that's the it, thing like you're watching with all these crew and these guys and it's just like they, they all die <laughs> yeah it is great it's honestly probably i'd say the best spielberg film at least from my personal space i mean look it got five academy awards in just about every category you can think of it is yeah, the yeah. definitive movie for like the is the lives of a few worth the lives of many sort of thing that yes whole idea, yes this film does that perfectly tom hanks kills it this is the the greatest war movie ever made just in general yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it is insane. The movie came out and veterans were literally crying in the cinema. It's an impactful, yeah. intense film. And I watched yep. it way younger than I should have, but I'm so glad that I did because it's stuck with me ever since I was like eight or something when I watched this movie. Yep. And I've been, I've been fascinated by this kind of storytelling ever since of, you know, every single person in this movie feels like they can die. The stakes in yeah. this film are some of the highest you'll ever see in a war. It really puts you into the boots of someone who's not sure if they're going to live until the next day and not sure if what they're doing oh, yeah. is really worth it. Going out to save yep. one guy, you know, where 20 other guys die just for the sake of it. It's insane. And also has, like, the greatest, like, effects and background work and war scenes of any movie ever. oh I mean, yeah well that's they like fully recreated normandy yeah. and stuff like that that whole beginning sequence where they're going on to normandy how surreal that is just it's watching insane. that even by today's standards it's and just like holy is this actual footage from normandy film. and that's the opening that. of the film people yeah. were genuinely concerned like <laughs> at that scene yeah and that's the yep. opening of the film it yep. is such a powerful opening um like i don't think there's a better opening to a war movie ever like <laughs> like yeah it's yeah. insane and it set the stage for so many and it made the careers of everyone in this film definitely because everyone kills it so good yep. this is yeah vin diesel's so best good. performance and he went on to do like i don't know fast and furious like an idiot but you know <laughs> i mean it Ryan, still makes money Yes, yeah. But no, that's a great fucking choice. I would have picked it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad you did because then I can pick something else. Good. Wacky. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, da, da, da. All right. Well, my number nine. what's your number nine, good sir? Oh, now this is getting really tough because I've got it lots is. of movies that I want yeah. to pick. Um, But I think I'm going to have to pick something else something another one that's quite different um starring johnny depp and it came out in 1998 it's called fear and uh -huh. loathing in las vegas and it is yes the greatest vegas comedy movie ever made the <laughs> yeah it is literally the best like vegas movie ever made <laughs> it is and it's so good how much for the monkey <laughs> The bats, the bats are watching me. The bats. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so uh, and it holds up really well, and I highly yeah, recommend yeah. watching this film yep. under any circumstances because it is so good. Um, like I don't think Johnny Depp has done a better movie than this one because he's so charismatic 
and quirky. well that's the thing i i would say they'll probably just like johnny like literally do what you want to do play as a guy on drugs and they'll just like just film it just film it just film it (laughs) what it feels like it feels like they just gave a bunch of guys some drugs and filmed him for two hours yeah it's the funniest wackiest shit you'll ever see but it's so yes yes it is i love it um oh yeah no i love it too that's definitely like my top five johnny depp films and johnny depp's like one of my favorite actors of all time it's my Um, number one yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's so wacky. That's right. It's also got Benicio del Toro in it as well, as he's like oh, friend and favorite. stuff yeah, like that. Right. Oh, so it's just like, yeah. So, so good. Great. So great. So good. Oh, yeah. Definitely watch it. Everyone, definitely. Watch the movie. That's your homework for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're giving people are. homework now, all right? We're basically. Go yeah. watch more movies. Watch the Especially movies. ones we recommend. All of the movies. Every movie ever made. Go watch it right now. Yes, yes. At the same time. Um, well, I suppose I should give my final one for the night. Oh, shit. Final which one. Is a, yeah, final one for tonight, which is... Ugh. It was kind of hard because there's so many great films in the 90s, but yeah. this movie has to be probably my favorite film of the 90s. As a writer, as a filmmaker, how much Genius. homage I've paid to this and you know this because of a project we're working on at the moment uh it will be in 1999 a small film came out done by david fincher who is slowly becoming one of my favorite directors of all time now um is a small film called fight club if you haven't heard of it <laughs> what yeah, we don't talk, talk about, about fight club. we're yeah. not supposed to talk about fight club <laughs> damn it barry God damn first it rule, first rule of fight club i don't know treat yep. others the oh, way yeah. you want to be treated it's <laughs> a great film and then barry, smack please. him around yes. talk about it Oh, yes. So, yeah, this probably has to be one of the best films ever made and definitely that subverting of genre of being like, well, I think it was the first ever film to be like, well, guess what? Brad Pitt, spoilers, not actually there. Spoilers, Edward Norton's character doesn't actually have a name. He was the narrator. He was hitting himself. (laughs) It is insane, this film. Uh, yeah. Had Jar- a young Jared Leto in it, get his face That's beaten right. the fuck up. Good. <laughs> um, had Meatloaf. Meatloaf. I in love it. Meatloaf in this film. This is my favorite Meatloaf is performance. Bob? Not that that's like a category people speak of often. But no. It's like he's great. He's got in the this man movie. boobs. Man he boobs. He does. Yeah. Sweaty man. He does. Yeah, but no, it's just the whole, like, idea of this film. I remember the first time I watched it, like, I didn't know yeah. anything about it. I would have been, like, eight, nine, something like that. And then this being, like, oh, yeah, no, there's this guy. And then, like, along comes Brad Pitt. Because already by that time, I already knew who yeah. Brad Pitt was because of a couple of other films. Same, yep. I and stuff Brad like Pitt. that. I knew Edward Norton and then, Hulk, but yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. I think this is the first ever Edward Norton film I actually, like, Remember, really? like, actually watching him in it? Yeah. In I don't Hulk, think I watched any. No. Huh. No. I watched this first before The Hulk. That's kind of um, Yeah. And then being just like, oh, this is going to tell this story about this guy who's like kind of bumming and then meets Brad Pitt and then turns into this whole, like, oh, they're doing like a cult thing now and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and punching people yeah. and then more people joining part of it and then just like punching around the people and then it turns out the whole thing was just in his head the entire time and kind he was the one it, in control yeah yeah it's a bit wacky um That's but great. 
even now I watched it, it was like earlier this year again, and actually a couple of weeks yeah. ago, um, after watching um The Killer because you oh, know David great. Fincher. I was just Same like, great. Oh no, oh no, David Fincher, hi. Yes. Um, so I was just like, I'm gonna watch Fight Club again. And just yeah, how well it was written. Dude. And whoever the writer was, um, well, the story was done yeah. by Chuck Palanook, who was because there's actually a book called Fight Club or something like that. Kind and of, then they yeah. turned it into a screenplay. But it's different. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah. I don't think they have the whole wackiness to it. No, um, it and then, yeah, actually, like, finding out at the end that Brad Pitt's yeah. character wasn't actually real. And this is the thing, because I still remember distinctly that Brad Pitt is, was a big actor um, more than Ed, Edward Norton was at the time and everything like that. Yep. Well, especially even when I watched this, well, Brad Pitt was like today, the highlight of his Yeah, it's like, still true today. Um, and yeah. then being like, he's kind of like the side character for this one and it's everything good. like that. It's good. Like it works out so well. Like the Tyler Durden character is so amazing. Um, yeah. so great. Like it's kind of like just goofy. And then watching like the behind the scenes of this film and then like watching it again and like picking up all the little scenes where he like inserts himself in and stuff like that. Cause only like only a quick glimpse and the actual like meaning behind yes. this film and stuff like that is Love just it. like, it's, it's phenomenal. This is definitely like one of those films, even though the payoff the first time you watch it is phenomenal, but you can actually go back and rewatch it again because of the yep. subtle little clues you all throughout right. it. You notice things afterwards and you're just like, what? Like, I wow. Know. Cause I, the first time I watched it, I picked up on some of the extra things enough for me to want to rewatch it. I was like, hang on, yep, what was yep. that that just flashed in the background? Did I just see that or yeah, did I like yeah. blink or something? And then yep. after rewatching and hearing about it and reading all these things, because yeah, I went into it blind. I knew that it had a good, had a plot twist and that was about it. So when it actually happened, I was like, holy shit, that's so good. It's so impressive. And it also got me into the Pixies. So <laughs> I thank it for that because I yeah, love the Pixies. Yeah. And yeah, this movie's great. I mean, I. Again, it has inspired a lot of things that I've done and that are working on. Like the short film yep. that I just made, Substitute, is I wanted to do the flickering in the background like Fight Club. That yeah, was like the this. original yeah. plan. It didn't end yep. up doing that because that didn't really work how I wanted it to. But like, I, that was the idea. It was like, I want to do the Fight Club thing. And I, yep. yeah, like and when you mentioned Brad Pitt being the side character in it, he, despite being the bigger actor, is I love when movies do that, where you love the side character more than the main character. It quite often, oh yeah, is the best kind of story when the main dude's just some kind of normal guy, but he's got yep, this yep. wacky person going on an adventure with him. You know, it's absolutely insane. Um, and yes, it, yeah. yep. Quite often, like the uh, Big Lebowski's that to a certain extent as well. You know, the characters around him are wackier than oh the yeah, dude. And this and- is this is the other thing as well. Like going back to actually when this film came out, which I didn't know about, yeah. but apparently when it first came out, people didn't like it. No, no, this no. kind of flopped. It took a yeah. while, and that's quite common with Fincher, especially because this was kind of his biggest break. Um, is it took a little bit for it to take off for people would to get it. I don't think people were ready for it. Yeah, well, he did seven before it. this. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, seven was a big. Yeah, so he did, he did Alien 3, yeah. then seven, and then he did this. See, I think even seven wasn't that big, like box office wise, really, was it? I no, did it, I, no. It, it might have won some awards, but I don't think it was that commercially successful. 
at least at first. I'm not quite sure. I might be. Well, box office that. was 327 mil. So mm, that's pretty good. I mean, what was the? Uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's still pretty good. And then Fight Club's yeah. box office was oh. mm. only just over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more of a, a weirder film than Seven. That's for sure. But um. Yeah. It's a good film. I like it. It's a good film. I love it. Well, that's the thing. Like the characters written in this, and you'll find this when I do write my stories and stuff like that. A lot of my stories that I do, really, uh, especially in original, are really based upon like what was written and done in this movie. That's how much of an inspiration they've had. And especially, um, yeah, Brad Pitt's character in it is very similar to a lot of characters I like to write for and everything like that. (laughs) Oh, really, Clayton? Yes. (laughs) No, and and because it's such a great dynamic and it works really well, it, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Um, so yeah, Fight Club as your final Fight Club. film. Yes. See, now that it comes back to me after you doing that, I think there's only one other film from the '90s that can top that as a final film for a final list. Uh, and it is from 1994, and this is a lot of people's. Best movie ever made. Greatest film of all time. The greatest storytelling of all time. Starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. It's the Shawshank Redemption. It is the greatest yep. prison movie ever made. It is the greatest yep. like brother film ever made. It is... Yep. Like, sometimes I think it's the greatest film ever made because it is... Oh, yeah. A, a lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah. It's a masterpiece. It yeah. is so well written. And it is long as... <laughs> it is oh, 284 yeah. minutes, but it is wow, insanely okay. good. It doesn't feel like that when you watch it. It, it just goes by that quick because no. it's how and well I, it's I, all I'm done. I'm reading it from the back. I can confirm. 284 minutes. Damn! Like, it is insane. Um, Do you want me to read a quote from Roger Ebert, who is one of the most critical, like, critics in movie history um, from 1999? He says that the Shawshank Redemption absorbs us and takes away the awareness that we are watching a film. Watching the film again, he admired it even more than the first time he saw it. That first part of the quote is spot on, and that goes into the runtime of this film is long as, but it doesn't feel like it because the movie's so good. I think this is literally some of the best writing ever made, and I highly recommend the screenplay. Oh, yeah. Insanely good. It's so hard to write anything half as good as just yes, a single yep. character in this film. Yeah. And I yep. love it so much because everything fits, everything makes sense, everything works, but it also surprises you and it makes you cry and it makes you laugh. And it's an insane movie because I don't think anything else like it has done anywhere near as good as short. No, no, no. And that's the thing, like all the time when you ask people like what their favorite movies are and stuff like that, how often th- yeah. this film comes up, like all the time. And that's the thing, because it is it is simply great. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful film. And it's like it's like it's a very serious type of film as well. Like oh, this it's guy so like serious. or whatever for like murdering his wife and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. very heartfelt. And it it's got this kind of, yeah, definitely a huge overtone of drama uh sadness it is a very melancholic film but it's also got this spark in it 
that you cling on to, much like the main character does. The film itself embodies that same mentality of there's yep. a there's a spark of hope, and it runs with it in in yeah, in a yeah. way that hard to describe because of how well it's done, how well it's written, um, and it's probably the best Stephen King thing either, like best Stephen King movie, um, yeah, as well, yeah, based off the book, which I haven't read the book, but I heard it's good, but I heard that the movie is better. So well, I, we know I, the movie's I, better, so yeah, we, <laughs> we, well, we've seen it. <laughs> we don't know because I haven't read it, but <laughs> the movie is perfect. Like, I yeah, don't think yeah. there is a more movie, a movie that can be as classed as perfect as Shawshank Redemption. And I yes, know that I've yeah. said a lot of movies on this list, especially today, uh, are amazing and perfect and couldn't be improved. Uh, well, this one takes the cake of amazing and perfect. Yeah, and you, could I don't think you can improve this film. Like, there's nothing at all that is just like... Take a frame out and you've ruined it, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. movie is perfect as it is, and I'm so glad that it exists because it is a huge inspiration on every single thing that I've written. And, it, and I think it is still, like, the most viewed movie um, to play, like, on television as well or something. Yeah. On live television. That wouldn't surprise um, me, but that's also kind of weird considering how long it is. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe that's why, because they're like, we can fill a whole slot with it, like a whole. Maybe, TV. maybe. Because that with ads, that's like a whole day worth of, <laughs> worth of TV, right? <laughs> yeah, like ten minutes of ads every t- twenty minutes of Shawshank. That's a ten-hour movie. Well, like, it's something as well. I was reading this was a couple years ago. Now, the guy who just plays the um, the who's the guy in charge of the prison? What do you call it? the warden? The warden. Yes. The guy who just plays his character still gets like a, a multi-million dollar paycheck every single year because of how wow. often this movie's paid. Just his character. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Can you imagine like what yep. Morgan Freeman's getting for it or Tim Robbins? Oh, 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 well, that's the thing. Tim Robbins didn't do anything after this. Yeah, he he did absolutely nothing. He didn't need to. He killed it in this movie. Like every single person in this movie is great. This is my favorite Morgan Freeman performance as well. And that's saying something because Morgan Freeman's great in everything. Even if it's a bad movie, Morgan Freeman's great. But this is another level, man. Like, it's insane. Well, that's the thing. I think it's the number one rated film on IMDb still. I think you're right because I think it deserves that spot. I honestly think it's it's not my favorite film, but that doesn't mean that it's not the best film because I honestly do think it deserves greatest film ever made or at least recognition for that. Um, so I am very glad that I got to end my list on it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a phenomenal movie to end out the 90s on. Um, that's for sure. And I think there were so many great movies from the 90s. I was going to say another Ooh, one I was going to yes, mention was un- 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 Unforgiven. I got that I one here. On there. That one's there. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely one of my favorite like Western films that's of all time. Second of the three good Westerns of the 90s. Yes, yes. Um, and then like Batman and Robin. That's amazing. <laughs> I have, I actually uh, do the, the have Rocketeer, that DVD, but it's over there. Um, I'm not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> then obviously, you're like Star Wars came out in the late '90s, Phantom Menace, and everything like that. Um, still not, uh, it's it, not great, but it came it wasn't out. On my list. It, it, it was it definitely out. wasn't on my list. Um, uh, a few good men, Primal Fear, A Bronx Tale, yeah. The Game, um, Absolute Power, Last of the Mohicans. Shit, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, oh, yeah, Fargo, I, Leon. I got that one. I love Fargo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll throw some more out there. Uh, the Matrix. 
Yes, the yes. Doors, another really great Val Kilmer one. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Barton Fink, another Coen Brothers one I really love. Groundhog Day, one of the best Bill Murray movies. Schindler's yep. List, like one of yeah. the greatest stories. Another Spielberg one, and it's just another amazing. Spielberg one. Um, yep. Reservoir Dogs, Usual Suspects. What else have I got? Terminator Two. That was ninety one. Like that's one yeah. of the greatest action films ever made. And we didn't mention it. That shows the quality nope. of just the list. Uh, Jacob's Ladder was nineteen ninety, and it's still one of my greatest friggin' sci fi internal looking. It's great. Yeah, Jurassic Park ninety three. Like yep. what? Yeah. Like I'm. I am shocked that I didn't mention that because that is honestly like the best film that I'd seen as a kid. Like, Jurassic Park was the coolest thing ever up until I was like fifteen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat from 95 street fighter yep <laughs> predator 2 was 90 from dusk till dawn one of my favorite tarantino collaborations that's on there um just, just so much movies hate everything yep. yeah everything came out in this year this Ooh. decade it was an insane year yeah that was oh, an insane decade. year. Insane year. Insane oh, even decade. James Mangles Copland came out. I didn't even mention one of his films. God damn it! I thought there I was a him. lot we didn't mention, and there's yeah, a lot yeah. that were not on the list because I yeah I ran out of room to write. Oh yeah, names yeah. Of films on the piece of paper that I got. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, but I feel oh. like that is going to be the end of our nineties. Podcast. So I'm going thanks to for bed. all joining everyone. Clayton's going to bed. Yeah. There's the button. Is, is it working? I can't is it hear working? It. I can't hear it either. We're doing a cappella version. But 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 I like how this was all working earlier and then like all of a sudden now it's just like, hey, guess what? I'm not I'm not gonna work anymore. So you're just gonna have to like do your thing. And I now am... it's just like Everything's broken and it's horrible. And all right, see you guys next time. But see you next time. Thanks for coming out. Stay tuned wherever we are on all the things. We're all there. I don't remember. Clayton's doing acapella. I don't remember how. I'll add it in post. You can. I'm not going to. All right. Thanks for joining, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. I'm definitely not adding it in post.